no uh theme intro today because we are done with harry potter we are done with lord of the rings and we are on to take 110 and it's gonna be probably a pretty like short and sweet pod to the point there have been some humongous announcements this week in the movie realm so before that we are gonna kind of recap of Lord of the Rings, the month, thanks to Eric Nolan that came on last week. We're going to go over the winner of trivia, and then we're going to go into the big announcement of HBO Max and Warner Bros. And today's review, you sweets voted because December is for the sweets. You guys all voted for the movie that you wanted us to watch. And the review for today is three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. So we're going to review that, and then um, we'll just cap it off from there, and we'll give you a a little a little hint of what you guys suggested for us to watch next week, unless we pull an audible and have you guys pick something else. But and bef- but um, without any further ado, it is your boy, the Sweet Keeks, and who do we got? Oh, we got the boy. <laughs> got. Who do we got? We got me. Um, yeah, I think the next film series we'll do will probably be Twilight. I, I'm, actually, I'm actually not kidding. I, I, I really, I think it's due for a good... I guess rewatch for me. I watched them all. Yeah, in like early no, I think October, that would be the next maybe film. September. Man, we did Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings back to back. So, yeah, December's for the sweets. So, um, Keeks, how you doing? Can I? I love and I love that. I love that. Thanks, thanks. You know what? Um, I'm doing good uh, this week. So this week I had a little bit more of my gym escapades. My gym gym escapades. That sounds right. I thought yeah. that would sound good together. It didn't, yeah, it didn't sound as good as I thought it would. But um, I got my one rip max for a bunch of workouts for this program me and my buddy are doing. And my chest, my my bench press is 260. That's what's up. You so should. I feel pretty good. And then that's uh, really squat, good. 365. So that one's all of those years of soccer that um, made me skinny in frame ended up making my legs like pretty they, they they work for me they work pretty well for me for those who have not seen or haven't watched in a while the skill lab of keeks just look just zoom in at his legs they're nice defined legs yeah as you can tell i get a good like maybe two feet off the ground on that shot but um i hadn't worked on my upper body as much so i'm about two feet away of an air ball on my shot yeah no but you're i think that there. goes in now yeah good for you get cut yeah, there used I've to be a saying. Me and, my buddy have, me and my buddy have hit it hard. I haven't been in the gym probably like two months. Um, oh, however, God. this is the saying that my brother and I used to say to each other when we used to get cut. Go okay. to the gym. Is no ifs, ands, or buts. Just got to get cut. There you go. I love. <laughs> hey, how have you been, TC? <laughs> how's, uh, how's the uh, better? How's the I've been really. I've been doing well. Um, back to normal. Back to yeah. well, the normal routine, normal schedule. Yeah, sure. Um, recovered from COVID, I still, I'm still tired. The breathing's a little bit different, and the taste and smell is slowly, slowly coming back. I'm beginning to smell things, um, and also taste things. It's probably like at twenty to thirty percent. If I had to put 
a percentage on oh, it. Oh, wow. That's still pretty bad. Yeah, but it's slowly coming back. And I'll tell you what, when I was able to smell, because when we recorded with Eric, that was on a Saturday. That was Saturday, what? November. Um, let me pull it up. Real November quick. of last week. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> no. so I went from like Wednesday to Saturday, not smelling anything. And then Sunday, we were just doing a puzzle and Kennedy was cooking some um, some chili, some white chicken chili is actually really Ooh, good. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know if it was really good, but to her it was. And to me, it seemed like it was really good. The texture was great because that's all I could really She could tell. taste it? Yeah, she could taste. She only lost her smell and taste for like maybe 12 hours and then got it back. Oh, wow. Okay. And yeah. But, sh- but anyways, uh, on Sunday, I was able just to smell a candle very faintly. And I got to tell you, my heart goes out to everybody who has not gotten their smell and taste back yet. Like it is scary. So if you're one of those people, my my heart really sincerely goes out to you because when I lost it for that brief time, I didn't know if I was going to get it back, but it's slowly coming back and my gosh. So anyways, doing better. Um, and yeah, so that's that, that, that to me. Well, I mean, you know, besides the obvious, obvious, um, death, a loss of like breathing and being on a ventilator, taste and smell. Like if if those you know how some people are like, would you rather lose an arm or lose your sense of smell? Uh, always lose an arm. Dang, that's hardcore. I, you know, losing taste and smell was really kind of stressful. And like, I would look up online. Like one morning, I got up like at five in the morning. I just woke up and I started looking up the olfactory and the t- taste and smell. And I was just like, will this come back? And uh, <laughs> I started to spook myself out. So. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't even, I don't even like playing that would you rather game. <laughs> so. No, I, I woke up this morning with a little tickle in my throat and um, it scared me to death. Yeah. So I immediately thought, I'm like, am I going to taste anything today? I, I, we got Asian food. We went to a place called Komodo. It's like an Asian fusion place near our place. Mm. Thank goodness. It all tasted great. Good, good. Spicy, a yeah, so. little bit of pad thai, a little bit of, um, we mm. went some friends. Yeah. And no, it's, it's so strange when you lose your sense of taste and smell when you know what things smell like, but you can't smell them. And like, oh, I didn't even have a stuffy nose. So COVID is really weird. Stay safe, stay healthy. And yeah, really, yeah, really grateful. Up. Yeah, really grateful that we're feeling better. So back to the normal routine, normal schedule. So that kind of also leads us in to the big news announced. Of, of who won Lord of the Rings trilogy? Oh yeah, that's or right. Trivia. I was gonna... <laughs> I'm keeping us. I'm keeping us on track. Don't you worry. Yeah, that's why. That's that's why you were going. Yeah. Um, Lord of the Rings month. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. It's not. It was nice to be able to watch something a little bit different for this week. Because I like Lord of the Rings, but you know, it's like when you like something, but you have to do it because it's homework or it's because it's like an assignment or like a task. It feels different than just wanting to do it. That's how I felt about IMDb. Yeah, let's. <laughs> we might like somewhat revisit that, but probably not. Just like in our own spare time. Yeah, yeah. I honestly liked that one a lot, though, because we got to watch movies that we would never watch otherwise. There were some interesting movies, that, like Battle of Algiers was cool. That was interesting. So Infernal um, Affairs. What's up? Infernal Affairs. Oh yeah, Infernal Affairs is a great watch. So Sheesh. and La N moved up into like my top fifteen movies of all time. Never would have guessed that one. Mm-mm. Yeah, crazy. Just like movies that you would never expect. Uh, uh, End of Evangelion, a movie that you now know you will never ever watch again. Ever. That will be the, when people ask me what my least favorite movie ever is. That is it right now. <laughs> so thank you, IMDb, for giving me 
an absolute staple for that. <laughs> so the the definitive TC worst movie of all time is End yeah. of Evangelion. Yes, yes. I can't. I think you should else. watch the anime though. I think you'd actually like the anime. It's nothing yeah. like that movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Which, Lord of the Rings was so fun. I can I can watch it. I watch it annually. That's just that's me. It's a Keeps tradition. I like that you have that tradition because I don't have very many like movie traditions. We I actually this is my this is my thing. I want to I want to get on my soapbox here. October I think is for Harry Potter. Yes. November for Lord of the Rings. December just scream Star Wars. And we are uh, watching Return of the Jedi. We've just watched the prequels, Rogue One, Solo, and um, watched New Hope, Empire. And now we're on Return of the Jedi. We are just s- slashing through Star Wars. Cruising. Yeah. And then you're going to prequels, right? I already did prequels. We're going to go to sequels. after. Oh, that's right. So we're, we're, watch, we're watching it like how it goes in episode order. I think we've talked about this. If there's like a specific way that they are meant to be seen, I would, I would assume you'd want to do it like chronologically in order of like year of release. That's how I, that's how I want to do it with my kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's me but, though. But then like so. the, but then like the prequel ones, I guess you would also watch those like, Kind of in order as they came out. Yeah. Man. You know, so those good. first two, you had Force Awakens, then Rogue One. It's like, okay, this is like, we're, we're gearing up. Like, this is, this is some cool content. Really cool content. And then The Last Jedi came, and it's like, okay, that was fun. It had some good moments. It had some good moments. And then Solo, it's like, okay, oh. yeah, all right. Like, okay. And then... Yeah, uh, Rise of Skywalker has soured so much for me. Yeah, I'm so I'm really I'm actually really looking forward to watching Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker in like the same weekend because I have not I, watched them consecutively. I don't even know if I watched them last year for the prep for Rise of Skywalker. Anyways, I'm looking forward to it because I'll be able to gather this probably the same opinion. <laughs> I want to just revisit that opinion. <laughs> you you have to confirm it. Yeah. Yeah, you got to do that. No, I agree with you, Keeks. So we we've talked about this before. We'll we'll talk about it again after I'm done watching. Now we will. Okay, so we will say this. As we said, with trivia came whoever answered the most correctly won digital HD copies of the extended editions from Vudu or wherever we find that it's cheaper and we get a discount. But we will buy them and we will gift them to you. And out of a possible of 21, um, we'll give some of the like people that came in third and second, and then we will announce the winner. So there was like a three-way tie for third. We had Tess underscore Catherine three. We had Bookworm underscore Lauren underscore. And where's the other one? I think it was Eric. Yeah, it was. It was Eric. So, Mr. E2023. Then, second place by one total question was Kana H. Kana H. Kana Martin. Kana H. Martin. However you want to say it. However you use your handle. Came in second place. And. I want to interject here. Connor, you didn't answer two questions for the fellowship week. We We were looking everywhere for it, but we couldn't find it. So, I don't know if it didn't submit or lag whatever but sorry that, yeah, it, that's what that's what came to bite you man it, it is and in first place with 18 out of 21 right is drum roll jonah maybe put in some drum rolls i don't know b lyman warrior 
Our guy. 18 out of 21, our boy. Um, Friendin just so happens that, yeah, 18 out of 21 right. That, You've won. But, we will get in contact with you. We will get your info, um, assuming you don't already own them, which you probably do if you got 18 out of 21 right. That is actually amazing. 18 out of 21. Yeah. Phenomenal. And there were some tricky questions in there. I think the trickiest, in my opinion, uh, were the music ones. Yeah, I did too. I think I think the music ones were really tricky because you kind of get a little similar like themes throughout the whole ones, but throughout the the other Shire songs, concerning yeah, hobbits, the Shire yeah, they're one and the same. Yeah. <laughs> so, congrats, be Lyman Warrior, a dear friend, and yeah, hats off. I mean, he he deserved it when when we started this. I was like, I think B Lyman's gonna gonna take this because he just knows his Middle Earth. Big fan of Lord of the Rings. So yes, and honestly, everyone that was close, like Tess, Catherine, Mister E twenty twenty three, hats off. And Lauren, good, good Bookworm job. Lauren, very close as well. Mm-hmm. It was close. And shouts out to everyone else that played. It was, it was fun. We got a lot of interactions with it. It was a good time. That was, um, that was hands down my favorite trivia to do. It was so fun. Yeah, to- you killed it. You oh, killed it with you. it. Thank and you. for B. Lyman Warrior, if you already own the HD uh, copies, uh, I'm a, as, as sneaker boys, sometimes you got to double up. You know, Sometimes you got to get an extra fresh yeah. pair. Yeah. And uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, no, by, by, by The Hobbit, when I curated The Hobbit trivia, I was like, I'm, I'm burnt out. I don't even know what to do for <laughs> like, who, and, and you could tell because everyone else is like kind of not, doesn't know really anything about The Hobbit, so yeah. it was okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, not, it, and doesn't know anything slash like, we, we, I don't know, we don't really care about The Hobbit. I Maybe really, we would more. I, if, my like, favorite question was the, what is what? What isn't one of the dwarves' names? I just substitute the K and the F for Tealy for a T. <laughs> Creativity at its finest. There it is. So yeah, good I job, good job, B Lyman Warrior. Yes, we'll get your info. And if anyone has any qualms about what happened, um, feel free to reach out to us. We will do a recount. If we you will, want. we will do recount. <laughs> Stop the vote, but but count the vote. Yeah, we'll count the vote. We promise. Um, and now yeah. it's like you said. I think we have, is this movie news time? Yeah, this is movie news. This is big. This, this is monumental. Big movie news. Yeah. We ah. will, what has been announced is Warner Bros. will make all of their 2021 theatrical releases available on HBO Max the days that they come out. It is starting with Wonder Woman 1984 on Christmas Day. I don't, like, listen, we've gotten some things right. Okay, what we have gotten right in this section is by telling everyone since HBO Max came out that it is the superior streaming service. It's it's just going to keep getting better. And think so. Think about this. Think about this. Just like for a second, a ticket. Let's say you and your family of four want to go see Wonder Woman 1984. The day it comes out in the theater, you're looking at paying at least twenty six dollars. I'd say at least $28 if you're going for a matinee. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, for four people? And, Dude, yeah, for tickets, four people. Tickets are $12. You're looking at $48. Bucks. Oh, so, yeah, you're looking at like 50, yeah. 50 60 $70. Seriously. Or uh, you can pay 16 bucks a month for HBO Max and watch it as many times as you'd like. Now, that's what, that leads me to my question. Do you know, are they going to do extra charge, kind of like Disney Plus did with Mulan? Has that been confirmed with HBO Max and these movies? I, 
I, you know, I think it's so new that I think they're going to see what happens with Wonder Woman 1984. And, you know, if you think about it, I mean, HBO Max, like HBO in and of itself has been able to always have budgets for great quality TV programs. You've got Game of Thrones. You had, um, what's it called? I'm sure like The Wire in its day. Um, gosh, I, I can't think West, of like all you have of West, You have Westworld. You have West the World, new one that was huge. just released. Um, they put a lot of money into it. Yeah. And I, I mean, hey, you know, if, if you get an extra, let's say you get an extra like 100,000 subscribers from this. They're all paying 15 bucks a month. That's an extra million and a half of income that's you're coming in every single month. Yeah. And here, here's the other thing that I want to gripe about. Okay. Go Roku off. and HBO Max. I don't know what kind of beef you guys have or qualms or whatever, but become <laughs> friends so I can have HBO Max on Roku. There it we go. It should be like that picture of the blood in the crypt with like their red and blue bandanas tying it together. Yeah, they and need a Roku and HBO Max for Wonder Woman, Dune, Matrix 4 all below it. No, I think I think it's a really good idea. I don't know what the, the other, you know, contingencies will be with having to spend extra money for these movies that are coming out, but they will also be released in theaters, correct? Correct. Yeah, and I think that's really a good idea because I personally like to go to the theaters uh, yes. with like a big release. Like imagine Avengers Infinity War. I saw that comment. Imagine if that was not in theaters or yeah, Star Wars. Like that, that's just, that just is crazy to think about like a monumental blockbuster like that. Just going straight to streaming, like Wonder Woman 1984. So we'll see how that goes. However, for me personally, I think it's a good idea right now with all that's going on, all that has been occurring with COVID. We don't know what the vaccine will be look, looking like. Apparently, it's 90, 95% effective, which is great. Um, now, obviously, people need to get vaccinated, and there's a lot of people who are feeling different about that, how safe it is. We don't know the answers to that yet. I'm first in line. Yeah. I'll pre yeah. <laughs> Oh, bye. It, hopefully, um, hopefully you don't have to use like the Nike sneakers app to, buy, <laughs> to get in line for the the Pfizer COVID vaccine because yeah, yeah, you're you're out of luck. Yeah, and no, if you was, want a spot, you'll get a sneaker reseller selling it to you for three hundred bucks a pop. Yeah, I was just doing a podcast, and it seems like it's going going to go well. So hopefully that is the case. And I think so. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's great because people that feel uncomfortable going to a movie theater, being you know exposed to people can watched it in the comforts of their own home. And those that like going to movie theaters want to mask up, of course, and do all that. And it's, I think it's just safe for the industry as well at this time. I think it's, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those decisions that's always been kind of in the back of everyone in the, in, in the film industry in general is streaming's getting really big. What is it going? What's going to, what is it going to take? for things to transition more to streaming. I was actually watching an interview with Jason Blum. He's the CEO of Blumhouse that does all the like lower budget horror movies. They produced Get Out. They produced The Invisible Man from this year. And from like five years ago, he was talking about how like he wants more stuff to be coming out on streaming. And I think it's really great. We were even listening to the Chris Stuckman. He came out with like a think piece on everything that was happening. And he talked about, you know, because he's been able, he's had to stay home and watch a lot of movies at home. It's also allowed him to discover different movies that he wouldn't normally necessarily watch in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. I did really like how Chris expanded upon his memories in the theater 
of how mm-hmm. the sweet stuck goat was able to remember families that were sitting in front of him, where he sat in the theater. And it's so true. There's so much there's so much memory that comes from being in the theater where you are. Like I still remember when we watched Wind River together. We were right in the middle of the theater. You were absolutely stoked. I remember when we watched A Quiet Place. It was packed. It was on a $5 Tuesday. We were on the left side. We barely got good seats, but we got good enough seats. And it was just me chomping on the popcorn. Yeah. Like I remember these theater experiences just because they were so vivid, like the smell. Shout out smell. Just shout out. Yeah. Shout out mozzarella sticks and ladybird. The experience. So I think it's a good idea. I hope theaters don't come to an end. I doubt they will, but it's going to be an interesting year. Obviously, already has been a year, essentially, mm-hmm. but it's going to be an interesting year what's going to happen in 2021. But I think this is a good for good step in the right direction, and hopefully theaters can claw and scratch by. And you know what? Like, um, I think with all these movies that keep getting pushed back, I assume that Fast and the Furious will get pushed back. Something will happen. Um, don't give us another release date. Don't keep like pushing us. Don't keep stringing us along. Don't de- keep telling us, you know what? Let's get married next year. Like, let's do this next year. Just say it's been delayed indefinitely until we can figure it out because mm. they're not, they're not throwing more marketing budget at it. Just, you know, make it coming soon. Exactly what they did with tenant. They yeah. kind of threw out certain release dates. And then eventually it was like, okay, it's coming out now. Tenet, the Lamb of the Slaughter didn't work out. Um, actually, this movie, what was it? A movie that just barely came out. Oh, The Croods, The New Era, beat Tenet's opening box office weekend oh, just wow. recently. So, looks like people are getting more ready to come back to the theaters. I think theaters will always be okay. They'll always exist. Yeah. But this Ten- is a really cool option for people. Poor, poor Tenet. That was a guinea pig, man. Oh, I knew it was- I, if that movie comes you know, out in a normal time, it's making I, a billion dollars. I still cannot. Oh yeah, I still cannot believe that this year, twenty twenty, New Mutants was released in theaters. I, I can't believe that. Like of <laughs> all things, that that thing was supposed to be released in twenty seventeen, right? I, I keep forgetting the dates. Yeah, it's been. It was two and a half years, I think, after yeah, the yeah, original. It didn't happen to be released during a pandemic. It's just amazing. But you know, shout out to them for getting it done. So. There are two things really f- we'll be able to tell our kids. Yeah. The day we remember that lockdown happened and the day we came out briefly <laughs> to watch New Mutants, <laughs> then went back in. <laughs> yeah. And just, <laughs> what a disaster that no, was. What I, I'm really excited for HBO was. Max. It'll be interesting to see how it works and correlates together. And uh, I, would, I would love for theaters to obviously stay open. So hopefully yeah. that is the case and things are a little bit normalized in the, in the future. Um, I think it's really, there are, so Dune is slated to come out end of next year. I hope I will most likely be at Dune. I will most likely be at the theater to see Dune. Oh yeah. I don't know how often I'll go to the theater next year, but Dune for sure. I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'm there. They're just, you know, it's like you said, certain movies you have to watch in the theater. Yep. I agree. hundred percent. That's great. Hey, uh, black widow come to Disney plus please. Yes. yes. We just want to watch it. Yep. We need it. I agree. <laughs> we need it. Okay. Is it movie review time? It is. Okay. Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri was directed by Martin McDonough, who also directed Seven Psychopaths and uh, In Bruges. It's a dark comedy about a mother who is seeking justice for her murdered daughter. And to seek that justice, she takes out 
um, advertisements on three billboards outside of her small Missouri town in order to call the police to action and get justice for her daughter's uh, brutal murder. And wow, this 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 <laughs> this movie freaking rules. It's it was also written by Martin McDonough. It, it's amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah, I was telling uh, I was telling Keeks before we started recording. I think the best thing, my favorite thing personally about Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. I've only seen it once. I saw it uh, three years ago, and I just read the synopsis just to make sure everything I remember. But I remember watching this. I actually streamed this. I didn't watch this in theater. I think I watched this roughly. Um, I think I watched this like five months. No, I watched this when it was getting a ton of Oscar buzz, and I was like, okay, I got to watch this. Okay, uh, so that's when I watched it. And I think the best thing about this movie is the acting. I think the acting is phenomenal. Hands down. Yeah, hands down. The acting is really well done. The cast is great. They work really well together. Man, you also hate... Now, this is a little bit of a slight spoiler. You hate Sam Rockwell's character. It's, yeah, I don't think it's a spoiler at all. It's, you watch okay. the trailer and it's very clear of yeah. who he you is. You hate Sam Rockwell and then you just love him at the end. Yeah, that's... Um, I wouldn't say uh, love, but you, he grows on you. He does grow. I think that's a better word. I yeah. think that's a better word for it. Yeah, love's a little strong. The, the, cast, the cast for this is killer. All the way down to like the very supporting roles. Awesome to see Lucas Hedges. He kills it in everything he's in. Um, the guy who she buys the billboard ad space from, he's been in Get Out. He's been in, he was in American Made. Do you remember the Tom, the Tom Cruise movie where he yeah, flies yeah. drugs across? He was in that, I think. He's really awesome. I love seeing him in supporting roles. Uh, down to Peter Dinklage. What, does he, what did he play? Which, which character? In uh, American Made? No, in um, in three billboards. Who are you talking about again? He he plays the um, ad. Ex- he plays like the ad, the guy that works at the ad agency that red? sells her the space. Huh? Red? Is it yeah. red? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's red. Yeah, he does a good job. He has like three. The dude that plays him has like three names. I forget his name. But he, if actually, if you can find his name real quick, that's great. It's, Looks like um, you're searching it. It's Caleb Landry Jones. Caleb red. Landry Jones. Yep. yep. Um, what, what I really like about the movie is everyone is intertwined. Like you get introduced to characters and they're constantly interacting. It feels like a small town. It feels like a town that's very lived in. The camera work is great. The score and the soundtrack work super well to create like almost like this spaghetti Western feel of revenge. And um, Francis McDormand, who won best best actress for her role kills it. She's a great female character Yeah. where at the very beginning you get that little moment where she flips over the beetle that's like struggling on its back to give her a lot of character depth to say, you know, this is a hardened woman, but she's capable of being kind and reaching out to others. Yeah. Yep. It's really great. She, she does great job and I think it's a well-deserved Oscar on her part and also Sam, Sam Rockwell. Do you know who won it that year for best picture? Uh, I think it's, I'm, that was 2018, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a shape of water. <sighs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, no. Yes, it was. I was thinking, wait, no, that was green book. Green book was the year after. Yeah. Shape of water. I don't love shape of water. I saw, I saw that I'm using movie pass and I was on a date and like, and right near the end, 
I, we were the only ones in the theater. And I said, do you want to get, do you want to get Wingstop? So I ordered Wingstop. And as soon as the movie was over, we ran over to Wingstop, picked up our food and went and watched Cheaper by the Dozen. Mm. To get, you know, kind of cleanse the palate a little bit. Got to. Yeah. It was a weird watch. <laughs> Very weird watch. Um, I, I think, I think kind of my, my critique about the movie goes back to Sam Rockwell's character. I know that we're supposed to, f- I know that he's supposed to feel redeemed and the ending by the end, it's like, okay, I get that. Like he's, he did kind of the bare minimum to try and get this girl, this lady's like to find this lady's like daughter's murderer. It just doesn't redeem a lot that he's already done, but you can see that it's on its way there. Yeah. Yeah. And I like it. I, I, I give the movie an a, I think it's sweet. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give it an A minus and it's a little bit of a tough watch too. But yeah. there's some there's some tough dialogue and you know some the setting of the movie obviously could bring, you know, a lot of people some PTSD of course. Um it's very tragic, but I think the acting is really really well done. The writing's really good too. Yeah, the screen the script is the script is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it is. And man, Woody Harrelson I think does a great job. Man, when he coughs the blood on her. <laughs> it's and I I love the moments where she's she's always like people are people in the city, people in the town are super mad that she's going against the police. And uh, something that I really like about Sam Rockwell's character or I like the portrayal it it makes me annoyed, but it's like, this guy is such a loser. Yeah. Like, he's just, he has nothing going for him. I get he's taking care of his mom, but he's just, he's hanging on to every inch of power that he can and, you know, abusing it, clearly abusing the power that he has. And yep. it makes for just such a, just such a bad person. Yeah. And all the, all the town, you know, they're, they're all behind the police, the, the, the police chief, which you understand because- what what more could he have done? Yeah. But when you're in the case of Ma- Francis McDormand, who you're trying to seek any sort of retribution for your daughter, you'll go to any lengths for that. I'm sure any single one of us would. I don't know. Cause you know, I don't, I have a daughter or a son. I have a dog. You would do anything for dog. I know I'd you John would. wick for my yes, dog. You would. Yeah. Yeah. Probably <laughs> Becky would for sure. I know for sure. She, would. Oh yeah, it'd be, <laughs> You might even. You love little ones so much too. I, I do. I love Dot. I think Dot and Lucy still need to have a play date. Oh, Dot. Yeah, Dot um, got out of the house the other day and attacked a little beagle. Oh, she's yes. a little feisty, feisty gal. Yeah, very. three three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. I, I always want to say Montana. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it's actually really funny. I was like halfway through, I was like. Ebbing's so I live in Arkansas, which is just south of Missouri. Uh, on Google Maps, I typed in Ebbing, doesn't exist. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't exist. It's just not like on pa- Google Maps. Just like Pawnee, Indiana. Dang it! If only. Oh, does that? That doesn't. Okay, exist. so I was today years old when I found out Pawnee, Indiana doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Let I me. Thought fa- maybe it did. You know, I thought there's a chance. Double check. I don't think it does. <laughs> so, <laughs> will, you, will you double check just for like my peace of mind? I'm gonna ch- double check for my peace of mind just to make sure that I'm not spinning. Yeah, geography was maybe not always our strong suit. I feel like I was always okay with it, but or it's like the one that I think is the most fascinating. Do you know what the capital of Kentucky is? Um, what? The capital of Kentucky? Yeah, it's not Louisville. No, it's not. 
Tell me. I don't, I don't know. I think you ever guessed Frankfurt. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. Um, yeah, I remember I, memorized, I, I, I memorized all the capitals once upon a time when I was in fifth, sixth grade. Killed that, that test. Sense. Wait, what? There, I had to memorize all the capitals for a test, like in sixth grade. Oh, yeah, yeah. How'd you do? Do you remember? I think I did like 48 out of 50. I killed it. Oh, that's good. It's probably Frankfurt was the one you got wrong. Oh, probably, 100%. Yeah, that's the one I always forget. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we'll do we'll do a we'll do a capital quiz one day on SFT. <laughs> that'll be that'll just be the trivia for one just day. To check everyone's Fifty geography. slides of what's what is the capital of this state? Um. Okay, Pawnee, Indiana. You know, we'll at least do this for trivia this week. One of the questions will be, "What is the capital of Kentucky?" So it's Frankfurt. For any of you guys listening, you'll automatically get it right. It says Pon. I don't know. Is Pawnee real? It says Pawnee's real. Wait, does it? Yeah. No. Are you it's reading not. like Parks I'm reading? And Rec I'm reading Wikipedia? Parks and Rec. It's not real. I'm pretty sure it's not real. Okay. Anyway, that's wait. Okay. You know, what? I'm just. I'm gonna do this very, very quick. Um, do you have any other thoughts? Any more thoughts about um, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri? It's a fictional setting. There we go. It's it's not real. Anyways. Uh, okay. There's a Pawnee, uh, Oklahoma. There's a Pawnee, Illinois. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Wanted Anapani, to, Texas. Great information for the sweets, so you ever don't get. Anyways, uh, three billboards also Ebbing, Missouri. I'm going to give it a sweet A minus. Good, good watch. Tough watch. Incredible, incredible acting, and mm. that's just what I think. I'll about also say the editing is really great, and the cinematography works really well. Yeah. Cinematography, the camera work, oh, um, the lighting. I really like the moments where he gives the letters. And it has him narrating the letters after his death, yeah, Woody Harrelson. I really liked that part. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. So that was quite a shock. But yeah, there's your review for Three Billboards Outside Emming, Missouri, submitted by you, Sweets. Yes. Um, now, like we said, next week, we're planning on watching the Grand Budapest mm. Hotel. That was like the next kind of most requested. Wes Anderson. I will ask you this, TC. Would... Maybe we want to do an audible, slight audible. I like the slight and, audibles. And have the sweets just submit really bad movies and we watch one of those. I would love that. We need to trash a good, terrible movie. Talking you know, about The Hobbit kind of got my like, it got critical your eye going. I know it did. I like talking about bad movies. And I, and I also salute all the bad movies made because you got a movie made. Like props to those people that actually made a movie. Yeah. No matter how good or bad it was, like that that's worth one credit, one applause. <laughs> so <laughs> it, kudos. It, it really is. All right. Well, so look be on the lookout for that sweets. Probably this Tuesday. We might we might take a little break from trivia this Tuesday. Or it might be the Capitals. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe we'll <laughs> only have that one question. What's the capital of Kentucky? Yeah. Um <laughs> and it is true or false, Pawnee, Indiana is a real city. Yes, yes. Um anything else? I don't think this one's super short. We already planned that it was yeah. going to be super short. But it, and then um, we will also do Christmas movies the weekend of December 17th, 18th, yeah. 19th. Yeah, that weekend. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we'll have you guys like submit which ones you guys want us to watch. Yeah. So I'm like, I'd really love to rewatch Elf, but I'm totally fine to watch whatever. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch. Okay, uh, I have one Elf. last question. Yes. I know Eric has mentioned it. I think like every time he's been on, he's mentioned this. Do you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie? Yes. I'm a no. Okay. I get it. It takes place at Christmas time, but that's kind of the only thing. Yeah. Like, 
Shazam is a Christmas movie in that point. Yeah, I waver, but I, I'm I'm with the movement that it is a Christmas movie. It, it's cute. Yeah, it's it's a fun little like yeah. thing. It's an action Christmas movie, which we need. Yeah, ho ho ho! I have a machine gun. Exactly. It's very Christmassy. It. <laughs> <laughs> He's not gonna say gobble gobble. That's not a Thanksgiving movie. So no, the They're, only Thanksgiving movie is plane trains and automobiles. Yes, I think. And cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Ones. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I would do it. Honorary Thanksgiving movie, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Last have, week. Eric, how was week. your Thanksgiving? What's that? <laughs> Last week. Eric, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, no, no, Thursday, I went to work. Oh, well. Uh, love you, Eric. Thanks for coming on last week. Yeah. Um, but that is it. That's it. Officially. Take 110. Take 110. Take 110. We've Stay. come so far. We're very excited for the end of this year. You guys have made 2020 extremely successful, and we are already planning, um, just planning big things for 2021. We're super excited for 2021. It's going to be even bigger. Yeah. So, here's to, yes, it will be bigger. Anyways, all you sweets. Stay sweet. Sweet. Sweet.